Meet me at the ice cream truck. I'll buy you some ice cream. You know what I mean? The show is obscene, but I bet you gon' like these three dudes trying to get along. Craig Coleman and Matt Fulcheron. Don't forget to start the show. EA Dub, Eric Allen Wendell. Let's roll. Try to keep up. Turn up the AC stage heating up. Eat it up. Time to devour the full charge power hour. Welcome to the full charge power hour. I'm Matt Fulcheron. Uh, <clears throat> I apologize that the, the episodes aren't feeding to iTunes. Hopefully, well, if you're hearing my voice right now, you found it. But uh, hopefully it wasn't that hard to find. And uh, what can I tell you? If that thing doesn't reconnect to iTunes, I told you, uh, I'm, just, I'm just ending this podcast. <laughs> I built this podcast on a house of cards. It streams from my website to iTunes. And uh, the website always gives me problems with that. I don't know if it's the website. But having the extra step, I won't bore you with the details. I'm trying to switch my RSS feed, whatever. I'm going to make it right or I'm going to make it gone. Um, and we'll talk about the details of that. We'll worry about that. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Right now, I'm going to hit up Radio Rando. Craig and Wendell are actually working, if you can believe that. And uh, me and Randy are going to talk movies. That's what we do. We talk movies. Calling Burbank, California, from New Orleans, Louisiana. Got a warm beer here. I don't have a refrigerator where I'm staying. Not allowed to big house. What's up? How are you? Buddy, can't be better. You know what I mean? I know. It keeps getting better and better. I'm actually starting to find a routine here. I've been in New Orleans for a week. Oh, you have? Good times. Yeah. But it's a little, you know, I don't know what's worse, New Orleans or New York, right? Yeah, well, uh, New York was quite the situation with the two-bedroom apartment. Yeah, what do you got there? Oh, here I got a two-story house. I got a pool house. I got a pool. I can walk to the Mississippi River. I went fishing last night. What? Um, yeah. Like you normally do? Yeah. Huck, <laughs> Huck Wynn. The Adventures of Tom Boyer. I'm just doing that. I'm, just li- I'm living this life. Just call me Crawdaddy. That's my new there personality. Yeah, I can't wait to hear your new accent. Yeah, I know. It's going to be great. Um, Are you good times? You're in the Burbank? You're in your house? I'm in the Burbs, buddy. You know what I mean? I'm in the Burbs. Mm-hmm. I'm going to print out my list real quick. Yeah. And we go over this list. Yeah, we were talking last night that we would come up with. Well, first of all, we're going to do something tomorrow. We're planning on doing something tomorrow at 2 o'clock West Coast, which is we're going to watch the movie Rad in real time and talk about it. Kind of like they used to do DVD commentaries. Um, Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be rad. I haven't haven't seen a movie since the 80s. It used to be on cable. Uh, It used to come on all the time. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever seen the whole thing. I do remember the backflip at the end, mm-hmm. which was like insane back then. Now that's like a routine. Right. Now they do it on oh, motorcycles. They do it on motorcycles and they're not even touching the bike. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they're 50 feet in the air. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. <laughs> that is the craziest shit is that extreme motocross stuff. That is just buck wild. And yeah, you know they are all they're so high up there. Like, I know. Like, 
And some yeah. pro skateboarders, just like Danny Way, have a secondary career where they're just also motocross guys. Yeah, just he's just, they're just bananas. Hey, are you bananas? Yeah, I'm bananas. Yeah, I do everything that's bananas. Uh, yeah. You're turning fifty in a couple of years. Does that phase you? No, it doesn't. No, no not at all. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So rad. You know, will be good, or it might be rad. Who knows? Uh, t- my buddy Daniel Tosh was obsessed with that movie and just has the guy, the star on his show sometimes. Oh, really? Yeah, like dressed in the same outfit, sitting on a, a BMX bike. I remember when it came out. I just I don't remember actually seeing it though. You know. Well, after the disappointment of thrashing. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Was that before or after Thrashing? I think it was after, nah, maybe before. I don't know. I just remember how disappointing Thrashing was because... Did you go to the movie theater to see it? No, my mom wouldn't let me because uh, the word was out that there was a sex scene. Which which movie doesn't have yeah. a sex scene in the 80s? I know. I'm in. Um, There's no sex scene in that oh, movie. Oh, there is a sex scene in it, but it's not like nudity or anything. Yeah. James, what's his name? Brolin. What's the yeah. what, what is it James Brolin? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. And that's his dad. Yes. Josh Brolin. There you go. Josh Brolin stars in this thing. And th- it was in the skateboard magazines for months. Pictures of it. They're talking about it. It's coming out. It comes right. out and it's just it's just an example of a bunch of people in suits trying to make a skateboard movie. They're just like it's a re, it's a, just not a reality. There's these two rival skateboard gangs that want to kill each other, and uh, the, the 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 what is it the the sister of the the bad yeah, skateboard the, the gang goes the, out. The with plot of thrashing is West Side he, Story, right? Yes, yes, but it's a guy from the valley mm-hmm. likes likes the likes the guys likes the bad guy's sister, and the whole reason he doesn't like him. He actually says this in the movie. He's like, well, why don't you like him? He's like, he's from the valley. Like the valley <laughs> is that bad that you cannot date anybody from there right. because they're from the valley. And, um, yeah, apparently, you know, having, you know, upside down crosses and daggers on your leather jacket, that is appropriate. But dating a guy right. from the valley. Meanwhile, in the appropriate. 80s, if you were a skateboarder and there was another skateboarder in the valley, you wanted to hang with that skateboarder. I'm sure. guessing. Oh, yeah. I didn't skate in California back then, but skateboarders were hard to come by back then. Yeah, um, no kidding. Probably even in California. But the weirdest parts are, it starts off with them doing competitions where they're um, skating vert. And that's all pretty relevant to what was going on in skateboarding back then. But then, um, well, first and second of all, while they are skating the pool, somebody throws jacks in the bottom of the pool. And nobody, yeah, nobody sees them. And it's just kind of like everyone accepts that, that you can sabotage. But anyways, they start challenging each other to, uh, jousting. Yeah. Jousting duels. This has never happened in the history of skateboarding. Never. There might be an ass whooping. There ain't no jousting. And then the big, the big showdown is they challenge each other to a downhill. Downhills were just, these are all, I think this movie was based on the, um, the Bones Brigade movies. Um, and Stacy Peralta, who directed the first, all the Bones Brigade movies is the second unit director on, um, on this movie. And, and that's why there's scenes that are just like Bones Brigade too. 
where they're skating down Hollywood Boulevard and and doing all that stuff. But but it's just but it's just so funny that yeah, that it's, it's like great. it the movie de-escalates. It starts out with all this cool skateboarding and it ends with the dumbest shit. <laughs> yeah, because they end up doing it downhill at the end. Nobody downhills. Downhills yeah, was for like older guys that didn't know what to do anymore. Yeah. Like Stacy Peralta. And they try to make it catch on. They got these plastic gloves so you could slide with your hands down. Right, right. No one gave a shit. Yeah, like 12 people did that. Yeah. But they still That's ended up, they still got like five minute segments on um, in the Bones Brigade movies. Just because that's what like Stacy Peralta was doing, right, 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 right. Yeah, at that point similar. in his career. Yeah. By the way, I'd look at Stacy Peralta in those videos and be like, "Look at that old timer. He was probably like twenty eight years old." Yeah, if that, I bet. Right, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. maybe twenty eight. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that was old, buddy. Back in the day. I know. Yeah. Old times. I um, know. So, but anyway, we decided we would do a list of um, of movies that are good to watch and. Uh, while you're on lockdown, while you're in the quarantine. Yeah, I got a bunch. I got a bunch. Me too. I mean, well, I mean, I have five and then I have a bunch of honorable mentions. I got some um, I got some honorable mentions and I got some movies that while I was looking for these through Netflix, I got a list of movies I maybe should have seen because they're part of yeah. popular culture, but I probably will never watch them. Yeah, I have those two. I also I think we stuck with I stuck with Netflix and Amazon Prime. Yeah. I, I filled up on Netflix and I was just like, fine, that's good enough because I found some like themed ones that I think are, right. that'll work. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think movies during this time has been getting me more excited. Whether they are even movies I've seen before again, yeah. you know, like like just rewatching movies, and um, it's also it's so hard to find the good stuff. You know, so this is I know why we're doing there's it. so much garbage just lying around all the good stuff. And I was surprised at all, all the things I found today, just really taking time. There's an urgency to when you're looking to watch right then and there that yeah. messes up your searching. Cause you're like, I need it now. Sure. I need it now. I need it now. And then you don't, you don't take your time. And it seems to be the, the same 20 movies that are on the front page. But if you actually look through movies, it's if you go to the movie section in a way, yeah, it's not organized in a way that's easy to find a bunch of movies like it's like i think you have to go in and click movies they're starting now to do their top 10 it's like that only took forever yeah right you know i love to see like hey top comedies top you know i don't know they, they do the crime movies and stuff but yeah um anyways what did you are you gonna start with yeah. your five number five i'm gonna start with oh start with five i hadn't really ranked them yet okay i'm, I'm loosely ranked loosely okay ranked. i'm just gonna tell you a good one to start off with that's right for the times, which is uh, Groundhog Day, which is what we're all going through right now. Right. Same day, every day. And I've, I've adapted the theme of the movie in my life. When I first got here, I was out of sorts. Uh, the chemistry between my girlfriend and my mother-in-law weren't exa- wasn't exactly fantastic. Uh, <laughs> and we just had to soothe it out. And now I pretty much have found my routine. And... Um, uh, but, but, and I've only just recently watched the beginning of this movie, but it's like, I don't know. Sometimes the older you get, the better a movie gets. You just sure. understand it more. And, sure. So uh, did you see this when it came out? I didn't see it when it came out, but I know I saw it a long time ago. I think it was still in the nineties when I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't love it back then. 
I don't yeah. know. It just had that Hollywood. I hate a, I hate a Hollywood score from the eighties or the nineties. Right, right. It kind of right. ruins a movie for me. And again, I haven't watched the whole thing recently, but it is yeah. it is a classic. And Bill Murray's always great. And also, the stock on Bill Murray's gone up. Like I used to look at him as someone that was left over from the eighties that I wasn't crazy about, and now he's obviously he's obviously what, what's that? Who'd you say? Uh, Bill Murray. Like Bill know, Murray. What? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Bill, I, I thought you said Daniel Stern. No, Bill Murray's always been funny, and then all of us and but but in the nineties, I felt like he was left over from the eighties, and and sure. I thought everything left over from the eighties was kind of dumb, but now it's obvious that Bill Murray is like the guy. And yeah. you can just appreciate everything he does in this movie because he's just that goddamn talented. I have to admit, I don't think I've seen that movie all the way through. And now that is on my movies I should get to list. Yeah. I've seen parts of it. Yeah. And now, you know, you see it and you get it, but it's like it feels dated. Yeah. And obviously anybody that saw it in 87 goes, it doesn't feel dated. It feels so crap. <laughs> it's like, whoa, bro. That was because you remember just like planes, trains and automobiles. I loved in 87. Right. But now I could see how somebody young goes, ah, old man, it's not, you know. But yeah. that is, I think that might be Wendell's favorite movie. It is. He's always talking about how he was, quote unquote, literally rolling around in the aisles of the theater watching <laughs> the movie. And I go, you were not rolling around. And he goes, well, no, I wasn't actually doing that. I'm like, you said literally. <laughs> He's literally like, yeah, but and, I meant uh, like, I meant like, you know figuratively well, essentially no he didn't say that he didn't use that word he just yeah. went i meant like uh you know i thought it was really funny uh yeah well it's uh yeah i mean it's 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 highly regarded and i have to rewatch it all the way through and i think that's probably a good movie to throw on tonight again great movie to watch now because it's also it's a fun movie. It's an upbeat movie-ish, you know. Yeah. That that uh, it's e- It's also it's easy. It's it's easy to digest, which is kind of what I think. And you'll also you know, you'll relate to the fact that like every morning the same song wakes them up, and that's right. kind of what life is like right now. You wake up and you go, oh, I'm gonna, oh, I'm not gonna do shit today. Yeah. I'm gonna do yeah. my homework again. Yeah, I'm not gonna not gonna read the news. Yeah, dude, uh, I stopped reading the news and I haven't been on social media since Friday because I was oh, just great. I was starting to lose it. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's tough. It's really the time to kind of be creative and to you know kind of watch a bunch of movies and just take art in. That's yeah, for sure. Right. Um. All right. Well, my number five is Blue Ruin on Netflix. Have you ever seen Blue Ruin? I don't know Blue Ruin. Blue Ruin is a thriller that came out in like 2014. It's a lower budget movie. And it is like a really dark movie. But it's one of those movies that within the first three minutes, you're like, dude, I'm in. (laughs) It gets crazy intense, like super early. And the main character, it's kind of like in There Will Be Blood. The main character doesn't say anything for the first like 20 minutes of the movie. Mm -hmm. But it's super intense. It's a really great thriller. It is really good. They shot it in Virginia, and it's uh, you know Sundance, yada yada yada. Right. It's really good. And have you seen another one that should be on my list? I'll throw it under honorable mention, uh, mentions. Have you seen I Don't Want to Live at Home in This World Anymore? Um, I think I've seen that advertised or that in the okay. mix. Worst title ever. We yeah. can all agree. Little long. That should not be the title of a film. But if you watch 
Blue Ruin, you should probably watch that kind of next. Yeah. Because the star of Blue Ruin directed this movie at one Sundance like two years ago. Very similar-ish tone thriller. Really cool, really straightforward movies. Really like it. So um, add that to your list. I'm it's down. Deep. See, that's one that's deep. That's deep in the Netflix, but it's... It's uh, it's, it's, really, it's really funny how deep Netflix goes. It goes so deep to movies you've never heard of. Right. That's why it's There's hard like to kind of fifty percent the same ones over. Yeah. It's crazy. It's craziness. Um, so that's my number five with an honorable mention to I don't want to live in this world anymore. What the fucking title is that? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I got uh, my number four. I'm almost regretting. I'm almost regretting it. It's a great movie. And it's very yeah. themed for this time. Uh, yeah. But it's, it'll probably make you crazy to watch right now. So I don't even know if I recommend it, but it's on the list because I put it on the list. Uh, Room, do you know this movie? It's, it's, no, that it's, is definitely this on is dark. The, the movies I should get to list. Yeah. Um, that's definitely on the movies I should get to. This movie is traumatizing yeah. even just to watch. It's about right. a girl that's kidnapped and lives in a, a shed and right. you know held captive and raises a kid there right and um it, you know i'm not going to spoil anything for you it gets better for her let's just put it that way <laughs> it's not just it's not just her life in the room uh, <laughs> uh but it's definitely what we're all going through it's definitely what i was going through in new york <laughs> It was just the two of us in a two-bedroom. Luckily, we could leave to go for walks and get sandwiches and stuff like that. But uh, it's a great movie. Truly disturbing. Use uh, Viewer discretion is advised. She won the Oscar for that, I think. I know. And she's in... She's great in... I fell in love with this girl in an honorable mention movie I'm bringing up called Scott versus Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Okay. Let's get into that one. Let's get into that one. So you're not a comic book guy. No, uh, I'm not a comic book guy. What are you, what are you doing over there? Making a show, making coffee. Make oh, coffee. Okay. Go, go for it. Coach, yeah. I'm not Coach, a comic, yeah. I'm not a, a comic book guy at all, but, uh, this movie, I, I watch it a lot. This Scott Pilgrim versus the world. I think it's one of the funnier movies. And really? I think on a filmmaking level, it's just really good. They change the style of it so constantly to the point where it's 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 like very surreal, this movie. And they'll even pump in like the Seinfeld theme after a good joke with a, like a laugh track from the audience. Just once. Really? Just once they'll do that. Yeah. That's um, a, all right. That's on the list. That's a um, – what's his name? Edward Wright movie, I think. Um did you like Baby Driver? Uh, a super side note. I never saw like Baby? Baby Driver. No. All right. It's all it's all a little too stylized for me. Yeah. But I'll add the Scott Pilgrim to the list. It's also got great music in it, and that's why I love yeah. Brie Larson in this movie. She sings a song by this indie band Metric. Yeah. It's so good, and the, the music is so good. And what's her name's great? Ramona Flowers. She ends up being in uh, I don't know the third or fourth season of Fargo. You, you seen that? With the brunette, with the, the Ewan McGregor season, have you seen that? No, I skipped out of that. I saw the yeah. season right before. I mean, I kind of was like, I couldn't get into Ewan McGregor as like, yeah, he, yeah, as an American. You okay, know what I mean? all right. Well, this this girl that all the actors and actresses in it are fantastic. 
yeah. and the music's great and it's totally surreal i i lose interest at the last half hour but i'm way on board for the first hour right right i have a, i have one of those on my honorable mention um uh have you seen sorry aside have you seen good time yet good time i don't know good time okay that's in my honorable mention it's by the sad free brothers the guys who made uncut gems okay and it's a crime thriller and it falls apart really in the second half or the last third but the first 45 minutes of the movie you're like this might be the best movie i've ever seen this could be the best movie i've ever seen it gets so intense and there's like a chase scene and it's cops and robbers and it is badass. And that is honorable, another honorable mention by me. So sorry, can, can went, we, went a little aside. But, can we talk about uh, the fact that most movies kind of start to suck yeah. after a while? There's hardly any movies that are all good all the way through. No. It's, and it's, most, yeah, it's, most comedies, yeah. it's about the first 20, 25 minutes before the, the plot kicks in. Yeah, just like uh, old school, right? Like the first half of old school, you're like, yeah. this is the best comedy ever. And then it's just like, <laughs> what? what is this movie? They just have to wrap it up, give you a reason for why you sat through the first half hour. Yeah, Swingers, the only two good comedies that end well are uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin yeah. and Swingers. Swingers is the opposite for me. The first half hour, I wasn't really sure if I liked it or not. Oh, yeah. And then the rest of the movie, I'm like, this is fucking amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't really start till they get back to L.A. for me. No, 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 no. It's a weird, it's weirdly structured movie. Mm-hmm. They go on this trip, and you're like, are they going on a trip? They're like, no, they're not. So it's weirdly structured. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's go to my number four. What's your number four? off all these honorable mentions. My number four is Honey Boy. Have you seen Honey Boy yet? Have not seen Honey Boy. On the Amazon Prime. Uh, it is your boy uh, Shia LaBeouf. Okay, and it's loosely based, or maybe a lot based, on his upbringing. And uh, it's like he's, you know, a twelve-year-old boy who acts on like a Disney show, like he did. Yeah. And him and his dad live out of the Pink Motel. Okay. And he skateboarders, you know, that's a little. Back. That's a little skateboard trivia. Yeah, that's Bones yeah. Gate three. There's a. Um, I was even almost telling my girlfriend about this. About I was telling her about pools the other day, and how they're really hard to skate. But the pink motel looked like it had a lot of transition, and was easy to skate. And that's why Still it was so empty, popular. Bro. Still empty wow. over there. You know? Wow. Where is the yeah. pink motel? By the way, do you know? It's up the five somewhere, like mm-hmm. like Sun Valley. Okay. You know, like just yeah. north of where I am, north of Burbank. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyways, the movie stars Shia LaBeouf, and he plays his dad, and um, it's an excellent movie. All right. And it, it, it's based on, loosely based on his upbringing. It's an indie movie, and he plays his dad, and his dad's like this you know, recovering alcoholic who's just you know, so overbearing, and like he lets his kids smoke, and all this <laughs> other like crazy just a great character wears like the do rag Uh and like just like it's so good all right it's one of the best movies i've seen in a while has a good another one that has a good ending yeah where you're like okay cool i'm out because most movies you figure it out and then you're like okay cool i figured out and like hold on dude there's like 30 more minutes left. And you're like, really? 30 more minutes? We just, we just figured this one out. And then, then we stop right here. Let's go. We're all leaving. And then the, Ir- yeah. the Irishman ends like 
and with an hour left. <laughs> Oh, right. Come on. <laughs> that move takes forever to wrap up. This is up. what somebody should do with their time. <laughs> and I wish I could do this. Somebody should cut that movie down to like a super sick hour and 45 minutes. Oh movie my God. Where you'd be like, holy yeah. shit, this movie's great. Yeah. Like, man, I wish I had the time. Wait a minute. I do. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no. So, so Honey Boy's really good. Honey Boy's um, on, so ne- is that on Netflix? That's on the Amazon Primes. Bro. Amazon Primes. All right. And in the movie, d- is there a kid that works in Disney movies? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. That, That's and wild. Shia LaBeouf plays the dad, and it's basically, you know, this kid's journey with his father. You know, right. super simple indie movie. But you got to watch it for Shia LaBeouf. He's great in it. And he's all of a sudden like this amazing actor. Did you see Peanut Butter Falcon? I saw Transformers 2. Mm, yeah, Peanut Butter Falcon, not on the Netflix or Amazon Prime, but if you want to watch a good indie movie, yeah, that's like a feel-good indie movie, you know, he's great in that too. Like, uh-huh. he's he's great. He's comeback city. Dude. He's done a lot of indie movies. Like, he did that movie called, um, Neck, what is it? Uh, what's the movie for people that are, like, way addicted to sex? What's the name of that? Yeah, the, the Necrophilia movie. The, uh, it's no, not, it's yeah, not Necrophilia. It's like Nymphomaniac. Yeah, no. It's called Nymphomaniac. Not Necrophilia. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole different movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, whatever. Get into it. Um, yeah, no, he's yeah, no, he's yeah, and he's great in this. Nympho, and, uh, Nymphomaniac's so yeah. weird though because you're watching it and then there's like real sex in it, like real oral sex, and you're like, <laughs> you know, you're a little desensitized by the internet and stuff. You're like, okay, blah blah, blah. and then you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> This is a regular movie. Like, what is that doing in here? Hey, I'm not looking at this on my phone. Yeah. What are you doing? And it's like a flashback, and she's like a teenager, and you're like, whoa. <laughs> what about this is legal? <laughs> hey, man, they made it in Europe, bro. It's mm-hmm. all legal in Europe, you know? Exactly. Um, um, all right, what's your what's your three, then? Number three, I got uh, I got Moon. Which is a phenomenal movie. Good one. Where Good one. Sam Rockwell is working. Yeah. He's doing a three-year yeah. shift on the dark yeah. side of the moon. And he slowly figures out that he may or may not be a clone made yeah. just to do the three-year shift. Yeah. It's it's a really great slow burn movie. Yeah. And, um, it's a good quarantine movie. It won't give you the creeps like Room will. Yeah. Made by, do you know who directed it? Who? David Bowie's son was yeah David Bowie's son. No kidding. So there's yes. kind of a, a Ziggy Stardust. Yeah, uh, yeah, tie in. Yeah, no, it's great, great movie, great slow burn movie, and Sam Rockwell's like somebody you can watch for an hour and a half. No know? kidding. I didn't know that was on uh, the Netflix, but that's a good one. I wouldn't. I, I was deep. That's deep in the Netflix. I went. I went looking deep today. Yeah, I don't know how many people have seen it, but that's a great not movie. enough because this no. movie's so good. But it's it's not it doesn't have that mass appeal quality because it's just like one guy through going through some stuff. I want to feel himself. like there's a lot of movies that try to do what Moon did, but nobody's done it as well as Moon. Right? Like like even the uh, the big movie with Matt Damon, the uh, Mar. What's it, yeah? It was the Martian. That movie. Yeah, the Martian. I was not about. That. I took my girlfriend there on our second date, and we were both like. What the fuck? It's yeah. like oh, it's kind of hokey. Yeah, it's not. It's not bad. It's just like, eh, like you know what I mean? so. Like, so they started one, once award season came around. They started marketing it as a comedy. Right, a comedy, yeah, I know. and that's where it fa- fails the most. 
There's a oh, lot yeah. of jokes in it that are just so corny and like hokey. Yeah. And I hate but, whenever but, they're in a movie and and like mission control is like you must do this and then the people on the spaceship make the call like no, we're not doing this. We'll probably <laughs> die doing it. Uh, but we're we're disregarding your orders, and we'll deal with it when we get back to Houston. Like fuck yeah. off! That's not going to happen. Yeah, cliche movie spaceship yeah. scenario. And spoiler for- spoiler alert! I don't care. I just spoiled it for you. Yeah, and Moon. I feel I feel like Moon is one of those movies that's like a film school movie, mm-hmm. like an idea you'd come up with in film school, but you were not like smart enough or had the capabilities to pull it off. Yeah, you know. And I feel like there's like probably two or three other indies out there yeah. that do this kind of thing similar, but nobody pulled it off as well as do you, as do you, he did in this movie. What? Do, you, do you know how absurd it is that in film school I spent about, I don't know, an hour and a half writing my script for a project I was going to work on <laughs> for like a year? It is kind of crazy. Well, we didn't know how to write. We didn't know how to write. Okay, no so another, idea how to write. On, the, on the side note, have you seen uh, also on Netflix the one that I love? The one that I love, no. It's with Elizabeth Moss. Okay. And Mark Duplass. Yes, I've seen this. I love this movie. Yes, so a similar-ish plot. Spoiler alert, they're going away for a couple's weekend, and they find another couple in the back that are their clones. Yeah. I mean, it's so well done. (laughs) That movie is so well done. Another honorable mention. Did the Duplass brothers do that one? No, he just acted in it. He just acted in it, okay. Anyways, but I'm coming up with all the good honorable mentions. No kidding. Um, all right. So my number three is another Amazon Prime, The Report. Have you seen The Report Have yet with Adam Driver? Have not seen The Report. Yeah. It is a straightforward thriller with uh, Adam Driver plays a an aide to Diane Feinstein. It's based on a true report. I mean, a true uh, story, and he... Uh, is looking into the torture report, and he does this huge report about whether torture is legal or not legal. You know, it's a great like is by the numbers thriller based on a true story, like ten years ago. Yeah, this uh, is back. And during- he put together this. He put together the report that basically says we torture. That torture doesn't work. Okay. That that what we what 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 Bush and Cheney implemented after the Iraq War, that stuff doesn't work, and uh, American intelligence and their own information um, uh, solidifies that. Right. And so it's it's kind of his journey, and really he's like the whole movie is him about him being crazy persistent. Right. And if you've seen Dark Dark Waters, it's a very similar like character arc. Dark Waters is another movie like, movie that just came out, which is really good with um, fucking what's his name? We saw him skating. Mark, what's his name? Mark Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, we went skateboarding with Mark Ruffalo one day at the place where they jousted and thrashing. Yes, Matt and I were skating there. Where they're I knew I was setting up this for something. I knew I was setting it up yeah. with thrashing for something. And uh, Mark Ruffalo just shows up with his like you know two year old. And, uh, you know, he's watching us skate and his little kid and like, he's, you know, pushing him on the board and that was it. We also, we also met Tony Alva and the Muska at said bitch and Rodney Mullen. Yes, absolutely. So I want you to think about this. This is a side note. I did a heel flip. Rodney was there. This is me and Rodney skateboarding. 
<laughs> one day. Me and Rodney fucking Mullen. He had a camera guy, but whatever. And I'm doing all these weak ass heel flips. And then I finally do one where I like catch it with my feet yeah. way up, like a solid heel flip to fake it. Yeah. Yeah. And the inventor of the heel flip says to me, that was a great one. You caught it way up. Boom, there you go. dude. Forrest Gump. I'm Forrest goddamn Gump. On your Instagram bio, mm-hmm. that quote. Yeah, I should. <laughs> it should be. Anyways, if you get a chance, Dark Waters, a movie you're going to pay for, it's a really good movie. It's like an Aaron Brockovich movie, but it's a very, it, and the whole movie was the same structure as this movie, which is one guy who's fucking persistent as hell, and everybody else is like, dude, what do you worry about, like, all this, like, stuff for, like, what? And he just keeps persisting and persisting and persisting. Yeah, so that's, that people can pay attention and go, oh shit, maybe there was a problem. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's that's it's maybe really that's almost its own genre. The uh, yeah. the newspaper. No, I'm telling the truth. Stop trying to <laughs> shut me down. Shit. Yeah. They have one about the Catholic Church, and obviously yeah, they have Spotlight. one about Spot, Spotlight. Yeah, it's very similar to to Spotlight. And um, but it started with all the president's men, didn't it? Is isn't yeah, that the first that version yeah, of that? that holds up. That, nope. I've seen that in the last five years, and uh-huh. that movie totally holds up as like this. I wonder why. Crazy, yeah, crazy thriller. <laughs> um, but this movie's great. I mean, I don't think I'm at like Andrew. I mean, Adam Driver. I don't think I'm sick of him yet. I mm-hmm. think a lot of people are, but I'm not. Yeah. Right. And he kind of plays. You know, he works in this role because he's so kind of. You know, weirds are uh, not the best term, but you know, he's so kind of out there that you could see him be this kind of guy yeah well i heard something about adam driver that just it's gonna make you love him forever and that is that he was in the navy before he became an actor yeah, which just lets you know yeah. yeah it just lets you know he's not some spoiled hipster yes, prick he got, and he got hurt did you uh, know that no just like hendrix all like going to our iraq and he got hurt like the last day of something of training and he never went now you get to be in girls yeah. So, um, yeah, he's a, he's a, yeah, I, 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 I still don't mind watching him. I'm sure people are fucking sick of him cause he's kind of everywhere, but whatever. He's, uh, he's, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. This guy, this Adam driver. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the report on the Amazon prime and, uh, yeah, it's a good straightforward thriller. Um, I got one you're going to love should really be like on your list, but it's perfect for this time of quarantine season. Uh, yeah. the, number two, sure, uh, Shawshank Redemption. It's a pretty good one, buddy. Great you movie. I mean? Great movie. Uh, pretty good movie. And it's about having your freedom and losing your freedom, getting your freedom back, getting little moments of freedom. Like when they get to drink uh, beers on top of the, That's uh, the, best the prison. Scene. Best scene of the movie. Yeah. I don't, right? Yeah. I think the beer scene's the best scene, right? Yeah. Like three Bohemian beers for my man, you know? Yeah, no, we uh, all got moments in our life like that where just life is just relentless and then you just have this brief vacation, however short, yeah. where you like yeah. enjoying yourself and it was it was almost worth um, not having just so you yeah. can have in this one moment. Yeah. Um, it's kind of weird though that, that since that movie was so popular that Morgan Freeman – he always does a voiceover for every movie he's in now. Yeah, it's it's uh, his voiceover is good. I mean, that's why he does it. Do you watch any PBS stuff? Uh, n- not much. I watched a Woody Allen know, documentary years ago. Do you know who Keith David is? Uh uh-uh. uh So Keith David does all the Ken Burns 
VO and he does almost all like all the PBS mm-hmm. and I can like, you know, and he's another like black guy with a great voice mm-hmm. and you could, I could listen to him for days. He's the same way. Like, you, you know, who's more, better, more who's better than the old NFL film guy? Nobody dude. No, nobody. Right. Yeah. Okay. The thrill of victory, yeah. the agony yeah. of defeat. <laughs> Hey, I'm writing on my, uh, on my board yeah. neighborhood. So let me know if that gets annoying. All right. It's my thing now. It's the way I get out of the house. But the big thing with the Shawshank Redemption, why it's good now is if you're on lockdown and what that whole movie is about is you have to have hope yeah. without hope you become institutionalized my friend and in this case yeah we don't want to become institutionalized no and in this case hope means that one day you get to crawl through a shitty ass pipe full with turds (laughs) and piss yeah it's good stuff good movie that could be in your future great movie yeah good great movie the beer scene is my favorite scene and uh i that might be that might be along with Fast Times at Ridgemont High and another one which might be on your list, Goodfellas, where I think they've peaked. For me, it's peaked, it's peaked watching. Like, I don't know if I can watch those movies anymore without watching clips because I've seen them so many times. I tried you know? watching, yeah, I tried watching Goodfellas um, the other night and I'm like, I, I love this. I just can't do it. I've seen yes, it too many yes, times. Yeah. And then yeah. so then you go to the Irishman and you're like fill fill the hole Irishman, and it's yeah. good but it's just not good fellas and you're like fuck man yeah they're all how am I gonna so press old and Irishman they're I know. just so old dude. I know they're so old they really are just, yeah yeah time for some you know if you had Irishman with a younger cast yeah might be might be a totally different movie yeah you know? just too old okay so Shawshank was your was he, that year two that was two. But okay, so my my two is the seven five. Have you seen the seven five yet? Nope. The seven five is a documentary on Netflix, and it's like Blue Ruins. Like you watch the first three minutes, you're like, "Hey, honey, we're uh, we're watching this movie. Sit down, get the popcorn." It's about these crooked cops in New York in the eighties, uh-huh. and, and they. Go, they tell you everything they did, the whole fucking story about how insanely corrupt they were. Wow. In like the worst neighborhood in New York during the like early like cocaine days of the crack of epidemic and everything. Yeah, New York. Yeah. It is so fucking good. Wow. And you're so on the edge of your seat. In the beginning, they have the actual footage of the guy talking to the judge and everything he did he tells you like right in the beginning and then it's still one of these great thrilling rides and has twists and turns that i'm not going to reveal right now right but it is like it is a great like cop dirty cop documentary that will blow your mind the seven five i'm ready to watch that that sounds good yeah yeah it's uh, really good all right so i got my last pick or i guess my number yeah. one pick is uh searching for sugarman you ever seen that Great movie. Yeah, it's about it's about Great. this. It's a weird phenomenon where this guy made an album, I guess in the seventies, and it's popular. Yeah. It's incredibly popular in South Africa, right. uh, 
it's the, everyone interviewed says there's like Eagles Hotel California, Led Zeppelin floor, four, and then just searching for Sugarman or, or, or um, it's a guy named uh, Rodrigo. And yeah, uh, and it's a it's very singer songwriter e right. for lack of a better right. It's very like. I don't know. It's like a Bob. It. It's like a Bob Dylan type music, yeah, but yeah. it's it's a little yeah. it's a little more um, you know catchy than Bob Bob Dylan, but it's still a guy with a with a guitar. Yeah, and it, it uh, starts off with all these people in South Africa telling you how big he was there, yeah. like how much of a phenomenon he was there. But and th- then it goes to the states, right? Yeah, and so they're looking for him. They're searching for Sugarman, essentially, because one of the songs' right. name is Sugarman, and they don't right. know they don't know who the hell he is, they, and they just got to try to track him down. They don't know if he's alive. They don't know anything about him. Right, and, and then, uh, just kind of got to leave it at that. But it gets crazy. Yeah, it gets crazy. Now, did you see? You've seen a band called Death, right? Yeah, I've seen a band called Death, right? Yeah. So it's a similar story, but they're actually told in like the reverse way. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting because there were both bands that had a chance to be insanely popular, and for whatever reason, they weren't. Yeah. And the band called Death is like the almost the same story, but it's told in like this weird reverse way. Now, I thought, not to get too deep into Sugarman now, but I thought. I thought he made a little bit of his own bed and the movie makes it out. I mean, the movie kind of rides the line a little bit that like he got a little screwed over. Yeah. Right. Or unlucky. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Is that, is that the storyline that you remember? I I haven't seen it since it came out, but I just remember that um, he ended up working a job and didn't really get, he didn't get any money for whatever reason. I don't know if he got screwed over. I don't know if the record didn't really yeah. sell, but he had to work a like manual labor for his right. life. His, his music career didn't take off. And I can't yeah. remember why exactly. Right. Almost like it's almost like a triple feature with that band called death and, uh, Anvil. Yeah. Anvil. Yeah, exactly. Anvil's about a Canadian metal band. <laughs> Yeah, but this one's definitely maybe the more cerebral of all of them, right? Yeah, and it's the most mysterious because the the, the that's why the movie's kind of superior in a way to those other ones. They they're looking for the guy, right? And it, the movie's about trying to find him, and then what happens right. after they do? Right, 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 right. Yeah, it's uh. Did you like his music? I can't remember. Like, Some of it's pretty like, good. Some of it's pretty yeah. good, but I, it wasn't like, oh, I'm listening to, to to Rodrigo now. But a lot of it's pretty good. <laughs> Did that win the Oscar? I don't know. It should have. I think it won the Oscar. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it won the Oscar. Yeah, no, that's a great movie. Everybody should see that. Um, all right, my number one movie we should all watch, and I'm assuming is Donnie Brasco. All right, so, I just watched that during the quarantine. Yeah, so I don't know if many people have seen this movie. You and me have been talking about this movie recently. Yeah. And it really is a great companion to Goodfellas because it really shows, like, it doesn't glamorize it. Like, Goodfellas glamorizes, you know, to be in the, uh, what it means to be in the Italian mob. And this movie doesn't. It really shows you, like, what it's like on the day-to-day level as a worker. Yeah, you know, and how you're constantly scared out of your fucking mind that somebody's going to whack you. You constantly actually don't have that much money, and you're constantly trying to get money and the pressure that it brings. And it's just—it's also 
it's really the first, the one of the only movies where Johnny Depp acts like a regular fucking person. <laughs> yeah, Not right. Wacky ass <laughs> character, you know, Todd Sweeney or you know the Pirates movies or like Edward Edward Scissor, yeah, Ed, Edward Scissorhands, Ed Wood. It's like. That's like a regular fucking guy. And ironically, I'm just realizing now it's a lot more like 21 Jump Street than he probably likes to admit. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's a movie that like I remember it came out in like February when it came out like in the 90s. I remember going like, holy shit, that movie was really good. But like nobody saw. I don't know how many people really know about this movie, but this is definitely a movie to rewatch. And I'm 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 right now. I've rewatched it a few times. I'm at like I'm kind of holding on to those next couple of views because I don't want to burn this movie out. Yeah. You know, and I'm just on the edge of burning it out. And it's so good. It's like it's one of these movies where every time I watch it, I go, dude, this movie's better than I thought it was. Yeah. And, and um, you're, you're right about the glamour. The only glamorous thing they really show is when they get a yacht. But none of the main characters really enjoy the yacht. The yacht is a pain no. in the ass for them to get. They don't have a good yeah. time when they're on it. Yes, yes, um, yes, yeah. And then, and then another yeah. scene is when they're all sitting around the bar trying to come up with scams, and the guy's got like, I got a truck full of razor blades. And he's like, what the fuck am I going to do with a truck full of razor blades? <laughs> yeah, and, and he's, he starts he's hammering, the, he's hammering the fucking... The, the parking, parking meter, meter. And, and he's like, you guys come with it, you guys do the same fucking scams. And you're realizing yeah. like, oh, most of the things they come up with aren't that great and no. then you mix that with the knowledge you know about the sopranos they're on the clock 24 7 for a reason because most yeah. of the stuff they do doesn't really pay that well and they have yeah. to wait for it's like being an actor or something you yeah, gotta you to work, work freelance and, and you yeah. only get paid when you get paid you don't work hourly you get no hourly rate you yeah. get like a percentage of what you took care of right yeah it's uh it's so good and uh, I think it's Al Pacino's best movie because he's like he's really he's great. As, at it. Yeah, he's as subdued as he gets, which is not much. But like, you just feel for him because he's just like trying. You know, he's the guy who never got the shot, never yeah, got the shot. He's right. constantly the worker, always looked over, and it's great. And he's past his have, prime. He's past his prime. Like it's not going to happen. Right, and they have they have that as like a big arc and plot in the movie as opposed to goodfellas the, the only plot really to goodfellas is the life this is what the life is mm -hmm. and this movie is so much more nuanced than that yeah and um and also obviously johnny depp's arc of he's the undercover guy does he does he turn in this guy that has become his friend you know not only that so yeah he, he starts to he starts to like uh, value the code of the streets more than he values the code of of the law. Right, right, right. He doesn't. And know he starts what's up to and what's worry down. about. He starts about worry about what's going to happen to Al Pacino, and he stops worrying about right. like what's going to happen to him and his job. Right. Uh, one right. interesting thing about that movie is most mob movies, and this is because of Martin Scorsese. Most mob yeah. movies involve a lot of pop culture and trying to get the time period exactly right with all the details. This has a regular Hollywood score, which which also yes, gives a it's also based in the tone. late seventies or early eighties, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think we don't. I don't Probably really. Early. Yeah, they show the date. 80s. They show the date a lot in the uh, FBI reports. Yeah, uh, but and, uh, yeah, but they're just they're just miserable the whole time. Everybody's just goddamn miserable. Yeah, yeah, and if you read uh, 
Do you ever read Freakonomics? Yeah. In Freakonomics, they talk, they do like the whole like how much money do drug dealers make? Right. You know, and they're like, oh, it's actually like a bad living. The only people who make money are the guys at the top. Everybody else that's below doesn't really make any money. And right. Kind of it's like it's like is, it's but, like yeah. it's like show business, or it's even like Uber. It's like you can right. you can. It's more like Uber because you because you can get the job. You can be a drug dealer to stand on the corner. Right. Like it's not going to be that hard to get that job, but you ain't going to make shit, and you're going to work all day long, and you're going to go to jail. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. everyone, and we, I see it at you know, I see it everywhere. Still, is everyone says, yeah, but it's going to be different for me. Like right. I'm smarter, I'm harder working. It's going to be different for me. Yeah, uh, there's a there's a there's a big chance and upside, but mm-hmm. very small. Yeah, exactly. Very small chance. So uh, yeah, that's my number one. If you haven't seen that movie, watch it. If you have seen that movie, watch it. Um, all right, honor, I got a few honorable. I got an honorable any? mention that it's not even a great movie, if I remember correctly, but it's just sexy as hell. It's called uh, Heartbreakers, and you got Jennifer Love Hewitt wearing next to nothing oh, well, well, for well, an hour and a movie? half. What's this it's movie? What's this movie? Heartbreakers. It's Heartbreakers. So Jennifer Love Hewitt and in her prime, I'm assuming. Yeah, and Sigourney Weaver just try to scam rich people with that ass. Uh, uh, I gotta see that. And you got she was in this massage movie show. Did you ever see the massage show? No, but you got yeah. you also got Jason Lee stars in this thing, and you got a Zach Galifianakis and Sarah Silverman before they were really popular. Is this late nineties, early two thousands? I'm gonna say this is early two thousands, but I'm really not sure. Uh, the wife will let me watch this. But um. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's 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 not just all ass. I mean, it's a legitimate movie. But you're going to have a couple moments where you're not going to know what to do with yourself. Well, you're going to know what to do with yourself, but you might not have the opportunity. (laughs) Yeah, I think late 90s, she might have been the hottest person on the planet. She's exceptionally attractive. Yes, big fan. She put put Party of... What what was Party of Five without her? She played, like, the girlfriend to somebody. And without that, what did that show really have? Yeah, she's uh she's an attractive girl. Yep. Um all right, my honorable mentions are Under the Silver Lake, which is on Amazon Prime. Have you seen that? No. It's not a great movie. Okay. But it has great parts. Uh-huh. And if you lived in Silver Lake, like we did, yeah. Uh it's a lot of fun because there's a lot of fun Hollywood stuff, and it's one of these movies where you know what? Just watch it. And if you got to do some other stuff while you're doing it, or if you want to fast forward a scene or two, yeah. go ahead. But there's like, there's just a lot of fun scenes in it. Yeah. And it doesn't work as a whole movie. Right. Um, but it's, it's worth checking out. And it's by the guy who made, um, uh, fuck. I can't remember the name of that movie. Uh, I gotta look it up. Uh, and then there's good time, which I already talked about. Yeah. Um, Dolomite is my name. Yes. Which is on Netflix, which I feel like I feel like you have to be somebody who knows who Dolomite is for the whole movie to make sense. Well, what's, if you don't, I don't know if it's a good movie. Well, what's you know? yeah, and you know what's extra weird about Dolomite is I love that Eddie Murphy made every made him more human and more like uh, relatable. Way human, way relatable. But totally. It, but Eddie Murphy, as great as he is, he doesn't do a, a Rudy Ray Moore impression. Which is kind of cool, but at the same time, Rudy Ray Moore is so funny. His delivery is so ridiculous. 
Yeah, yeah, but it's also I think half of that is he's he's such a bad actor that and and a good actor can't just become a bad actor. I guess not. You know? But I, I think that yeah. But um, Dolomite's delivery in the original Dolomite movies were so <laughs> it was so funny. It was so yeah. bad. Right, but they have is but they have the movies at the end which I thought was cool. Yeah. And and I feel like I feel like you have to either you have to kind of know who Dolomite is and want want to see Eddie Murphy because he, he, Eddie brings a whole bunch of humanity to this role. Yeah. That, and honestly, I mean, maybe he brought that to the, the fucking, the crumps or some of the other kids movies. But like, I don't remember that much humanity in his stuff, especially in his 80s stuff. Like there wasn't that kind of humanity in Beverly Hills Cop or anything else like yeah. that. But, uh, and also like, is that where he's going? We've talked about this a little bit before about his standup. Is that where his standup is going? Is he going to be, like family man stand up guy that would and like be totally so, honest as so opposed great. to like I'm a bad motherfucker. I don't think he thinks of himself as a bad motherfucker anymore and I think uh he alluded to it on Saturday Night Live when he said that uh like isn't this weird Bill Cosby's in jail and I'm sitting around with my family. Like <laughs> like I have a lot That's of family. Stuff. Yeah. That's good stuff. Uh all right. Another honorable mention Hell or High Water which there's another great movie that's on Netflix now. You've seen that? I've seen it. Uh, yeah. I like it. I didn't love it. I don't like the ending. I hate when uh, rivals or people that are, are arch nemesis get together at the end and they go, I hate your living guts, but I respect what you do. I fucking hate that. If someone, uh, spoiler alert, if someone killed my brother, I'd be like, fuck you, man. I don't give a fuck how much you donated to charity. Fuck you. Yeah. You know, I, I would like, have, yeah. I would have no rational thinking involved. Yeah. Which is, which is why, to me, to bring it back to Goodfellas, I feel like, the, and, and Goodfellas is based on two stories, so it's different. And Sopranos is, you know, I feel like Sopranos and Goodfellas would have been better, and I know that's tough, yeah. if they would have gotten killed. Like, if he would have turned around and fucking bullet in the head and that was the end, mm-hmm. roll credits on both those, on that series and that show, I'd be yeah. like, boom. Well, theoretically, but, that's what happened in Sopranos. Yeah, come on, dude. But they didn't do it. But they didn't actually do it. That's just saying it's up to the viewer to decide. No, it's up to the filmmakers to make it. Yeah. So, um, and then uh, the pianist. Have you seen the pianist? Never seen it. That's that's kind of, and it didn't make my list. But it's one of those movies I know I should watch. Never do. I'm I'm real. I'm not always up to watch a. It's a. It's pretty much a Holocaust movie, right? Or not? Yeah. Not no. Yeah. Yes and no. So it's it's not at a concentration camp. But it's there's fear of concentration camps the entire time. Yeah. Yeah, but it really is. I mean, Schindler's List is fear in the tri, tri, in a uh, concentration camp. Mm-hmm. This movie is what happened to them as they got rounded up and what that day to day life went like. Hey, they went from you know living normal lives like we have yeah. to like okay, eh, you know what? How long is this going to last? Like, right. oh, eh, you know, maybe it lasts a couple of weeks. Like, hey, what? How, whoa, did you hear these other people? They disappeared. Like, and yeah. it goes to that day to day life, and it's really good. And maybe I'm dark. I didn't think it was that much of a downer. Gotcha. You know what I mean, gotcha. It's one of those movies I've seen now a couple of times. Yeah. And like, I would watch that movie again. It's so good, you know, and it's not like one of the, it's not a movie that you go, 
wow, I saw that movie. I'm never going to watch it again. Yeah. But I get it. It's one of those movies I want to watch it. Like, I, I wouldn't watch Schindler's List again. Right. Even I might have seen that twice. I'm still working up the I'd courage watch, to watch it. I'd watch, yeah, I'd watch this thing again. And, um, it's excellent. So uh, if you get a chance, go well, see that. I'll definitely check that out. I like uh, I like Adrian Brody, and I'll tell you what. Long before hashtag Me Too, this dude rushed the stage at the Oscars. Money, the best and, move ever, and right? Planted a real a real kiss yeah. on Holly Berry. Yeah, yeah. Bold move, bro. Like not Bold like a, not a peck, buddy. Yeah. Like a, an embrace. Yeah, and it wasn't like there was full tongue or anything, but it was no, a but big it was kiss. yeah, he wasn't fucking around. Yeah, yeah, and, and and I feel like I feel like that's why I feel like uh, you know like the nude scene in Fast Times at Ridgemont High is always regarded as the greatest nude scene in the history of cinema, uh-huh. and the way Citizen Kane is always recognized as the greatest movie in cinema history. I feel like that acceptance speech yeah always go down that's number one <laughs> below that it's number two or well, three I that mean, was it right like, yeah well well no there's also um the mo- other most famous one i can think of is kuba gooding was off the charts with his yes, with jumping his, around yeah but this yeah. was more of a spectacle and there was no apology he goes i took he said goes, i saw an opportunity and i took it yeah, it was what he yeah, says. and like yeah, he just went for it. Like, and yeah. there were no problems with it. There was like the front page of like newspapers and stuff. Everybody was happy about it. Yeah, right. It's never going to happen again. No one's ever yeah. going to have the balls yeah, to do no. that. Again. Yeah, and uh, and the next year, you know what happened? The next year is he gave the award out for best actress, mm-hmm. and he reads it and he goes, and the winner goes to pulls out the banaka, sprays it into his <laughs> mouth. It was so money. <laughs> it was fucking gold, dude. It was gold. Set up city, dude. That's a good. Uh, that's a good angle to play. Yeah, fucking gold. Uh, speaking you of know. which, he's but he's just doing like Predator sequels now. Yeah, and then yeah, now you never, you never see the guy. He's in a bunch of indies that nobody watches. Yeah, but I did see him. I saw him in Vegas three years ago at the MGM, and he walked by me with probably the hottest girl i've ever seen in my life that's gonna like, happen yeah he's he's uh he's doing pretty well yeah you know no, I mean? he's doing he's fine doing well. nobody yeah. lose any sleep over adrian brody all right i'm yeah. telling you right now he's doing just fine yeah the pianist dude all right introduce yourself i'd love uh, to see right. it movies i should see but i haven't go ahead uh i don't have an order tomorrow. here's a movie i've always wanted to see since i'm a huge fan of larry david sour grapes Probably never yeah. going to watch it. Dying to know what it's like. Never going to watch it, probably. You and me should schedule to watch it. It's like, got to be okay, right? I mean, it's like David. It's it's Larry David. There's got to be like three solid laughs that you know are funny because of Larry David. Got to be. And that's that's probably So that's, probably that's his last two seasons of Seinfeld right there, Sour Grapes. Yeah. That's what he was doing. Yeah, that's a good one. I haven't seen it, and I, I say I'm going to watch. Um, have you seen this mid Midsummer movie? Yeah, I just saw it, dude. You did? <laughs> it's awesome, dude. It's crazy, bro. You got to see it. It's nuts. It's is nuts. Is it scary or is it crazy? It's nuts. It's scary. It's crazy. It's not that scary, but it just okay. kind of shows you what would happen if you casually visual, visited a cult. And we're free to leave whenever you wanted, but it's off the charts. All right, I see that one. Yeah, and it seems really uh, innocent, and then it just gets weirder and weirder. 
All right, I'll check that one. Uh, and a lot of people will watch it and go, oh, that would never happen to me. I could easily see it happen to me. As much as I hate authority, as much as I hate being part of the group, yeah. it could happen. People are kidding themselves. And people join cults every day. They don't even know it. Uh, yeah. Uh, here's a movie I've never seen, La Bamba. Yeah, me neither, bro. Okay. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to ever see La Bamba. I think I'm going to go the rest of my life. I remember. That's what I'm saying. I, I remember the summer it came out, though. Me too. I remember I, I visited my dad. Uh, and he was overseas and I came back and my sister was like, dude, you have to see this movie. It's called La Bamba. It's like the best movie. And like literally that soundtrack was like playing everywhere. Like, no, dude, you don't understand. Like, it's such a good movie. Los, La Bamba. Los Lobos, yeah. that La Bamba, that version of La Bamba was huge. Huge. Um, it was like a summer. It was a, a hit of the summer, La Bamba. Fun fact about Hollywood in the eighties: they just had yeah. a, a Filipino guy play a Mexican guy. Fuck it. Yeah, that's right. Fuck, Fuck it. it. Same as Young Guns. He was he was yeah. he was Latino and Young Guns too. <laughs> well, no, no, he was no, he was Indian, bro. Indian. Right? Yeah, he was just like he was just like the random ethnic guy. Yeah. Oh, play man. Too funny. Um, shot caller. I don't know that one. Shot caller. I don't know that one. I don't know. I've seen it. I've seen it on the Netflix. To be honest, I'm not sure. I'm not even sure what it's about. But it's got like decent reviews. I don't know who's in it. It was just all. I've seen it like so much. Um, what else you got? I got Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skulls. I probably never see that. But I kind of want to see it. But I heard it's not that good. But uh, it's Indiana Jones. I feel like it's decent for the beginning setup. Yeah. And then it's just not great. I listened to the entire George Lucas biography, not autobiography, but biography of Indiana Jones. No, no. Of Of George Lucas. Yeah. And so, and they talk about that movie in it. Yeah. And what they talk about is how everybody Spielberg, everybody else is like, Hey George, that idea sucks. We all don't want to do that idea. Like people were like, dude, don't, I'm not going to tell you what the plot is, but they're like, don't do that plot. That's not a good plot. Like, and people were like, don't do that. Everybody was dropping out. Like, don't do that. Like what else? And George's like, no dude, I'm George fucking Lucas. It's mine. I'm yeah. going to do it. And they're like, okay, sure. George. That happens to him and, a lot. This poor George Lucas. Yeah. And it is, it's all, it goes to show you movie making. It's incredibly hard. It's unbelievably it hard. It is incredibly hard. How many hard. times have a great director and a great screenwriter and great actors come together and made a piece of shit? It's so it happens every hard. day. You have to have so many things go right. And it's got to have uh, that X factor, too. It's just got to have that magic. X, yeah, absolutely. So um, I, I I don't know. I, I I don't know if I can tell you to go see it. Um, <laughs> I'm not like going I, anywhere. <laughs> Indiana, Indiana Jones two is on Netflix, and that dude that gets that gets a lot of bad feedback. And even in the book, Lucas and Spielberg were both going through divorces, uh-huh. so it gets like crazy dark in there. Like he pulls pulls the heart out of that guy. Yeah. Like, but I feel like the 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 the, the mine run in that is great. I, I saw that. Like there's some great sequences. Listen, in that I movie saw that in the theater, and it was very exciting. Oh, yeah. that, that mine thing, and like the alligators, and, and the bridge great. getting cut in so half. Good. Come on. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and, and by the like, way, when you're a kid, that was much easier to understand than Raiders of the Lost Ark. Who the fuck could follow that at like eight years old? 
No, and they, what they did was they just had it made it bigger. I mean, I thought it was great. Yeah. I, I feel like three, a lot of people talk about how, how the third one's this great movie, and I'm like, I feel like I need to watch that again because I remember that being a great movie, and I don't really want to watch that. But uh, four, it's going to be a tough watch. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. it is. No one ever said anything good about it. Uh, all right. Mud. Have you seen this Mud? Mud I've with, seen. With McConaughey. Yeah. I like and, it. I like it a lot. I don't remember much about it, but I like it. It's right when McConaughey was starting to get good again. Yeah, I see it. I'm like, you should probably watch it, and then I don't. Oh, you like it. I'm a, I would say you would like that one. All right, that's on the list. All right. Um, I got I got Dirty Harry. I've never really seen. I tried to watch it. You had the VHS or something at one point. And it's just it's it's a lot more over the top than I thought it was going to be. Those speeches where he's like, "Why are you, oh, yeah, why are no, you doing great. this?" It's and he's crazy like, violent. And he's like, he's like racist too. Like, yeah, but these but there's like speeches where where he goes yes. off where he's like he's like, "Why are you doing this?" He's like, "Why are kids starving in the streets? Why does a crack <laughs> baby have to go to pay for his own books? Why, punk? Why do you think? Maybe just because yeah. that's how it is." And and you're I, like, I, "Wow, this is like really um like this is like a parody of itself." Yeah, I feel like there's and it's it's dark though. It's got dark music. He's just murdering people yeah. on the streets, and like every bad guy's like black. You know what I mean? It's pretty <laughs> oh racist. Oh my god! You know? Yeah. And but I feel like I don't know if I have the patience to in, sit down and enjoy that type of movie. Like that was a type of movie that like oh back in the late nineties, like oh shit on TBS, Jerry Harry, bro. Yeah. This is our Saturday, right? It was constantly I, referenced. Dirty yeah, Harry. I, yeah, I don't know if I I do because I think I tried to watch that movie recently and I was like, huh, you know, it's a cool San Francisco movie. Might be a good double feature with yeah. Basic Instinct that we talked about earlier. Yeah, is because uh, it's another San Francisco kind of noir and it's a little bit more it's a little bit more of a noir than you kind of remember it. But yeah. It's got this great dark music. I'll tell um, you, I'll tell you what's weird about the Dirty Harry became a franchise. And that uh, is weird. Yeah. there's a movie called Deadpool that has Guns N' Roses in it way more than you would think. And Jim yeah. Carrey, oh, yeah. Jim Carrey plays Axl Rose. Yeah. Uh, but, 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 but Guns N' Roses, they're like extras when they're not, you know, they're, they're, they're like in a lot of shots, actual Guns N' Roses. And if you read, if you read Steven Adler's book. Like Steven Adler, like overdoses on set and then like <laughs> ends yeah. up in the hospital on shoot days and Axel just goes to see him. And so like sometimes it's just Slash and, and Duff and uh, <laughs> and Izzy Straddling. There's just three of them sometimes, you know, because there's just such yeah. fuck up. Guns N' Roses were the biggest fuck ups that made such good music. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that Dirty Harry. Sad thing about the Dirty Harry movie is that if you watch the first 15 minutes you've seen all the best scenes because mm-hmm. all the good lines are from the beginning of that movie and then it's just turns into a regular kind of cop movie that's not as interesting but that's the you know did i fire i think it's did i it's fire a five famous line and he says so what do you think yeah. he says do you feel unlucky that's yeah, like the punk. whole line punk yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and he says it like so intense I you know? know yeah so uh 
Yeah, and he was old then. Like he was like, oh, he's like fucking fifty five then. <laughs> and that was fucking, and that was like fifty years ago. He's you know? always, every movie he's been in since like nineteen seventy five has been like, well, I'm the old guy. I'm too old to be doing this. Yeah, too old. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'm sure the line "I'm too old for this shit" comes up quite a bit. And then like we're already yeah. we're already into like two thousand eighteen. You got the mule. Like he's Which like, ah, I'm so old driving around these drugs. I, I didn't mind the mule. I didn't mind the mule. Was it like, was eh, fine. Eh. Yeah, it was fine. fine. Yeah. I didn't love uh, it. All right, let me see what's on my list. What else do I have here? I have Spring Breakers. Have you seen the Spring Breakers? That's on yet? my list, too. I, I wanted to watch it. I almost went to see it in the theater one day. But all I've heard is that it's not a regular movie. Yeah, it's Harmony Corinne. Right. So it's it just goes sideways. Yeah, and it it looks like because uh, the casting is what's great in this movie was yeah. what the appeal is. It's all these teen Disney stars in this yeah, smutty this smutty movie. Yeah, who wants that? Nobody. Except for <laughs> me. But throw a fucking. It's almost like throw a shitty plot in there and I'll watch it. But I don't want to be. I love I, when I was younger. I loved Harmony Korine movies. I'm not saying I don't love them now. But this is a movie that well, I should watch it before I criticize it. Yeah. But I yeah. just I I was almost like I've been warned that it's off the rails, crazy. Yeah, I feel like I'll get 20 minutes in and go. Ah. Yeah. You know, but it's all. It's definitely. Sure. You know, give it a shot. Yeah. Uh, what's your next? Do you have any other ones? Yeah, fifth one? I got Child's Play. I've never seen that. That's a popular movie. Definitely popular when I was younger. No, never seen it. Never seen it. That's Chucky, right? That's Chucky. Huge franchise, constantly referenced to this day. They're still making these movies. I feel like that's a movie you and me can watch together and, and we make can fun of. Yeah, exactly. Um, my last one is the El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie. Have you seen that one? Yet? <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> and it's good. It's good, but it's also like, you know, it's also kind of like, who cares? It's kind of like, do break, yeah, yeah. It's like Breaking Bad was so good, and we're just going back for these residuals. We're just going back for these little tastes. And yeah, um, do you rock Better Call Saul? Uh, better Call Saul keeps getting better and better, but it's oh, really? still I still don't love it, and it's missing. The best part of Saul Goodman <laughs> was that he was a fucking asshole, and he wasn't relatable as all. I don't need to know to why he became this jerky yeah. guy. I love that he's yeah. a jerky guy. I don't want to see him before he turns into a jerky guy. Uh, uh, having said that, I think it's very well done, and, and as much as I'll criticize it for just like praying off our need for breaking bad i love the little taste of breaking bad that it gives me yeah i feel like i should go back and watch breaking bad again i've seen the pilot like four times yeah the pilots breaking like, bad well i remember you saying when better call saul came out i just remember you going yeah but it's missing that whole thing where the scientist becomes a drug dealer because he has cancer <laughs> yeah, that amazing the, premise yeah and that's uh that's the best part. I mean, and, and I feel like Breaking Bad got away from that a little bit. Like his cancer went away, mm-hmm. and he was just a drug dealer. And I was yeah. like, "That's not as cool as the guy who's the reluctant right drug dealer." And but it's still pretty great, though. Yeah, it's still great. But I feel like uh, that's why I got to go back and rewatch it. The pilot's phenomenal, and you know, like Jesse was supposed to be killed like episode three. Yeah, you know, and um, did that guy win the lottery or what? 
Yeah, dude. You never know, dude. You never know. <laughs> he used to be a kind of actor that was in um, like corn videos, and uh, <laughs> he always played like the yo boy, obviously, like right. the uh, the guy that like rap music. Yeah, and wore yeah, big no, clothes. Yeah. He, he was cast in that in like fifty things, and then he was cast again as that, and it stuck. Yeah, I feel like the the first eight episodes oh is the first season because the writer strike happened. Yeah, and so that's why there's only like eight episodes to that first season. And uh, I, I'd like to go back and watch it because I've seen Mad Men now twice. Uh-huh. I've kind of started Mad Men for a third time. Mm-hmm. I feel like I kind of need to wait probably another year or two to re- watch that one again. Yeah. Um, Matt, I feel like watching Breaking Bad again is like not a bad idea. I start that over all the time. I love it that much. Mad, Mad Men's so funny because the first th- three or even four seasons are so great. And yeah. then for me, the second half of the series is just about – it's like working at their office or something. You actually care which accounts they get and stuff. That stuff used to be like trivial. And now you're like, you're caring whether they go out of business or not. I really don't. Yeah. But I feel like the second, I feel like on the second viewing, I got into that more on the first viewing. I was like, who fucking cares about this shit? (laughs) On the second viewing, I actually got into that a little more. And Uh I was like, Oh, this is a really interesting view of, a working office yeah and like the relationships that that plays and, and without you know, steve carell <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> I, but i feel like the first the first two seasons of Mad Men are like the holy grail like they're perfect put them in a thing yeah and then season three is pretty good and then i enjoyed the second half of the series a lot more the second time i saw it especially uh-huh. the end i remember I mean, they strung out those last episodes. Like, oh, we shot all of them, but now we're going to split it up and eight this year and eight the following year. Uh-huh. Like, fuck yourself. Yeah. But I feel like when I watched it again, the ending, the last three or four was more satisfying than I remember watching it. Because I remember going like, dude, this is so much of a downer. <laughs> what is Don doing? And second viewing, I found it. I found it a lot better. Um and uh yeah it just has this tone this subdued tone that nobody else kind of has matched and it has um this like historical this historical uh, you know kind of world that you're learning about because everything we know about the 60s it's all one pile the beatles and the rock and roll it's all in one big pile that you don't, they don't yeah. even sort through. They just throw it to you in a five minute segment on a CNN thing. Yeah. And, like, and this yeah. TV Still show was popular yeah. and this band was popular. And, yeah. but this is year to year historically accurate. That's what's really yeah. cool and about it. And it's showing inside you don't see. You don't know like what it was like to be a business person working in office or secretary. And yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. So, well, I'll tell you what, my mom does. She worked in an office in the 60s in New York City. And she don't like Mad Men. <laughs> yeah, neither does my mom. She's like, I'm like, really? Well, I don't really care because don't ruin it for me because I really right. liked it. Yeah. And, um, you know, and that might, might be the case. But, but also, they don't really know because. No, you know what it is? No, no Randy, so Randy, you know what it is? Our moms don't like the idea that everyone was a slut in this, in this TV show. <laughs> That's what it is. Right, right, right. Yeah, and that like, yeah, but like, yeah. I mean, I, I she never, I never really got into the thing that they don't, 
you know, how much they didn't have a voice and that sort of thing. Yeah. You know, um, but I'm sure there's sweetie and honey by and, you know, Oh, it's still, it's still alive and well in some places. It's fine until it's fine until it's not fine. (laughs) I think good looking dudes get away with it and non good looking guys don't get away with it. (laughs) That's right. I'm Uh, calling HR. Yeah. (laughs) What's that joke? Um, what's a good looking stalker? A fan. I mean, that's like a, you know, it's a whole different thing. But all right. So, uh, another movie, I'm almost at my end of my list here. But uh, Candyman was big when I was a kid. Never seen that. Never seen it. Never seen it. And then there's a movie I stumbled upon, which I don't think it's going to be incredibly good, but I still want to see it. I think I actually am going to watch it. It's called Ordinary World, and it's got Bill- it stars Billy Joel Armstrong from Green Day. And it's Ordinary about- World. Yeah, and it's about he used to be in a punk rock band. And he's having a party where, like, he gets to be in a punk rock band again. So it's like all these people from his past are showing up for this gig, and he's just not the same guy anymore. Huh. Which is crazy because Billy Joel Armstrong is always going to be Green Day. Like, he never yeah. has to be an adult. I'm sure he has responsibilities that he handles, but he never has to, like, he never had to take that off his job. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. Second ordinary world, buddy. Is that it? That's it for me. I'm out. And I also, I I also love the idea that Catherine Heigl has another movie about raising a kid with someone she doesn't know or doesn't like. (laughs) What's that? In addition to Knocked Up, this is called Life as We Know It. And I read the description and says they go on a first date and then they end up raising a kid together. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? That's like Robert De Niro doing another movie where he plays a taxi driver. (laughs) Right. Uh, Never know. uh, Here's something I know I'll never watch, not even for fun. The Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street remakes. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And... I just, I, this is something I've been thinking about. This is something I've been trying to write about on my stand up. Is the idea that when you're a kid, Nightmare on Elm Street is terrifying. But when you're an adult, the idea that someone will just kill you in your sleep and you don't have to go to work tomorrow is like worth right. good money, like your life savings. Yeah, it's also killing you, know, dying in your sleep. Not a bad way to go. Not a bad way to go if we all got to go. Yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah. it's just funny. To me, yeah, I can never make yeah. it work as a joke because you have to have seen Nightmare on Elm Street and all that shit. Maybe it's just not that funny, but I just think it's so funny that there's so many days where you're like, "Ah, eh, if I died in my sleep tonight, I wouldn't be mad." Yeah, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's scary anymore. I guess yeah, maybe the, uh, it used certain, to be scary when you're a kid because you know you had to go to bed. You're, first of all, your parents make you go to bed, and second of all, you know you're just gonna fall asleep no matter what, <laughs> and it's kind of scary. It's like completely out of your control. Right. But as an adult, you don't give a fuck about Freddy Krueger. No. And I ne- I was never, I was, I've, made, I've seen Nightmare on Elm Street. I've seen Friday the 13th. That's it. One and done for me. Yeah, I never got into those that much. As a kid, it yeah. was always just because there was some nudity or something. Yeah. Oh, two, two pairs of breasts? Yeah, in. exactly. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. All right. So that's going to do it for us. And then... Uh, we got to figure out this Facebook Live thing tomorrow. Yeah, let's uh, offline and figure All that right. one out. All right. You guys can't listen to this part, but we'll see you on Facebook. Later. Peace out, dude. Later. Peace.